This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Blind Like Me. I'm Tim Black and very excited to bring you this week's show. You get a chance to speak with a lady who has been cooking her entire life. She is a classically trained chef. She's cooked all around the world. And 11 years ago, she lost her vision within weeks. She has refound her passion in the kitchen. As she says, she gets to work with her best friends again, her girlfriends, her knives in her kitchen. And she's now sharing her passion with other visually impaired and blind people to teach them how to cook intuitively. This week, we welcome Regina Mitchell and her husband to Blind Like Me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. Uh, and your husband, Stan, is standing behind you there, uh, just kind of watching in the background. So we'll say hi to him as well. Hello, Tim. Hello, everyone. <laughs> there we go. All right. Right right on. Uh, Regina, you have a, a kind of an interesting story. First first and foremost, uh, you are visually impaired. You said you do have some sight, but, but not a, a lot of it, no peripheral and kind of looking through multiple screen doors, right? So very fuzzy yeah. vision. But you're also somebody who has become an accomplished chef, and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, going forward here because I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, there's a lot of people in the blind and visually impaired community who are very scared about becoming cooks mm-hmm. or cooking in their own homes. I, like yourself, uh, grew up in the 70s and 80s, and back in those days, we were only told that we could cook microwave pizzas or, you know, things that were instant kind of dinners for visually impaired people, which uh, I still see some training videos today and and just horrifies me. But let's uh, go backwards uh, a little bit further and find out a little bit about you. You're uh, uh, one of four kids uh, in your family and you started cooking to to help your mom out. So tell me your story. Yes, I did. I started cooking to help my my mom out because of the death of my brother, one of the twins. And I called called my grandparents, my um, both of my um, grandmothers cook extremely well. They are chefs in their own right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started cooking based on what they would tell me over the phone. And also, of course, my mom was there mm-hmm. um, to assist as well. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very encouraging, inspiring move. Um, I didn't. It was just something that I just moved into because I was the oldest right? and I loved cooking. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually um, I started cooking more, more breakfast, more lunch, more <laughs> dinners. I did not lose, start losing my vision until I got into my um, late, late um, part of life after okay. about two or three um, mm-hmm. careers later okay. in my life. Mm-hmm. So-, so actually it, it happened um, just in 2011 is when my vision started um, declining. How has that affected you and how has that changed you as a person? You know, it's, it's really still affecting me. Um, and I say that because, you know, when you have 20-20 vision all, all of your life, all of your adult life, um, from a child to 
dating, to college, to getting married, Mm -hmm. to um, having two or three careers, um, having children. And then, you know, you're faced with a life-changing trauma. Mm -hmm. That is something that I, I struggled with because, you know, I, I felt like, I felt like everything was, was really taken from me. You know, I, um, I had loss of sight and then I had loss of my, uh, amazing career mm-hmm. as a, as a chef. And then also in the hospitality industry here in Las Vegas, that's the reason we moved here to Las Vegas. And then, um, my independence, mm-hmm. you know, I was driving, um, driving my daughter around and going to movies and just being able to doing, doing me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it comes to a stop. And that adjustment is, it could break you, mm-hmm. literally break you. Mm-hmm. But I had um, support. I had um, an amazing uh, fan base. <laughs> my husband, my mom, my siblings, my close friends, um, and then getting help in the blind community um, and wanting help and mm-hmm. seeking um, information. So I had I put it all together, and I and I I didn't want to stop living. Um, mm-hmm. I love life. I enjoy life. And for a moment, I had to pause mm-hmm. <laughs> to regroup and 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 adjust. Mm-hmm. But I gave my head a shake and I got back in the game. And boy, did I jump back in um, almost as ferociously as I was before. And I, I would say even more so. I'm back in the game even more so than, it, than I did when I was fully sighted. What was the thing that triggered you to jump forcefully back into the game? I didn't want to lose sight of who I, who I had become. I didn't want to lose sight of who I was. Um, I didn't want to be fearful. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I was a major contributor to my community mm-hmm. before my vision. Mm-hmm. And I still wanted to be, I, I was, a. Uh, an amazing wife, and I didn't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. A mom, mm-hmm. a daughter. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to lose any of those things. I would probably say you're still an amazing wife, mom, and daughter. <laughs> Absolutely. Your husband's standing behind you there, so make you know. Don't, <laughs> yes, he can vouch for yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, he'll vouch for you exactly. A lot of people who have gone through what you or are going through what you went through. Uh, it, and as you say, it is life-changing because you lose a little bit about who you were uh, prior to losing your sight compared to, say, those of us who have had their, you know, not had their vision the entire life. What was the the first feeling that you got as a couple, because you guys have been together for uh, 36 years, right? When this all started to change, what went through your mind? You know, because it happened so quickly, Tim, mm-hmm. literally it did. I we went on a road trip and I had a, a pain in my eye, my right eye. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when I came home, I had that pain in my right eye. The next morning, that pain grew worse by actually manifesting itself to like a severe sock in the eye. Mm-hmm. And then my husband took me to the doctor. Then we were referred to an ophthalmologist. He didn't understand what happened. And it was so quick that I went from 20-20 vision within one week. By the end of that week, I had hardly no vision. I had no time to prepare myself. Mm-hmm. So I ha- it happened so fast that I didn't have time to say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Like there was no time to adjust. Mm-hmm. Everything just moved so quickly. Mm-hmm. And what was the, di- and what was the diagnosis? What, what happened? Um, I was later diagnosed, actually referred to um, UCLA um, Medical Center, the Jewel Stein Eye Research Institute. Um, they diagnosed me with bilateral panuveitis. Okay. Um, as well as sarcoid in my eyes. That's the first time I've heard of that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Um, Something I've never heard of before. So it is rare. I was about to say that's, that's going to be one of those, the ones that are very, very rare. Uh, What is, what is the, the outcome? I mean, will there be any improvement for you? Is there any, any, hope of improvement, uh, hope of uh, a possibility of a, a treatment or anything, or are you going to kind of stay status quo now? Well, currently the way they're treating it is with a mild dosage of chemotherapy mm-hmm. infusions monthly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, also with eye drops mm-hmm. and just proper eye care. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where it is, but yet my vision is declining and they, the doctors have told me that yes, it will continue to decline, but not at the rapid rate that it would mm-hmm. had I not been on this treatment plan. Mm-hmm. And the world of uh, science and technology and medical world is changing ever so quickly that, uh, you know, who knows what a year down the road will be, right? Exactly. Exactly. Very hopeful. I like the fact that you mentioned that you jumped back into life full force. Explain to me how you have jumped back in. What does that mean for someone like yourself who was had a career as a chef? How have you jumped back in full force? We went from uh, a crazy, busy, exciting life. You know, we were by, by country living between Canada and the U.S., and Regina was a full-on uh, chef, mm-hmm. uh, classically trained, uh, teaching, traveling. Uh, she she's taught uh, a sort of almost halfway around the world, mm-hmm. and so that was the life. And we traveled together. We did so much. And then you know when she lost her vision, like she said, it happened so quickly. We didn't have time to to, to uh, we didn't have time to catch our breath. Mm-hmm. And I, as a husband, kept thinking, oh, it'll be back. Because they told me three weeks and this should be straightened out. Yeah. And three weeks turned into three months and mm-hmm. three months turned into 10 years now. Mm-hmm. You know, Regina, because we had, were so close yeah. uh, and she had taught me how to cook um, in the kitchen with her. I was helping her mm-hmm. uh, 
do her parties and all of those things and making guest appearances, et cetera. And so when she stopped cooking because she was so afraid to be in the kitchen, she was afraid of her knives, which her knives were her best friend. Yeah. And she was afraid to even touch a knife. So I started cooking and then I started asking her questions about cooking. And she started talking to me about how to find out if something's done, how long to cook <laughs> pasta and, you know, all those kinds of things. And I kind of took over. Yeah. And one day I asked her about, I was cooking some shrimp or something and, and I had, I had started cooking it and I asked her a question and she, I remember this vividly. She came over to me to the kitchen and she started uh, telling me what to do with it and basting and set, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, wow. Um, is it done? And she said, no, it, let me show you when it's done. And she started touching it and telling me what to feel for and all of that. And she started talking, teaching intuitively. Mm -hmm. That was her re-entry. That was, and before long, she was like a mad woman <laughs> trying to do everything in the kitchen she could. Mm -hmm. It was just like overnight, she was back in the kitchen. And then I remember, I think I remember her the day she said, honey, I'm back. And it was just like that. That's awesome. And she has gone head first, feet first, and she is now back in the kitchen to a greater extent than I think she was even before she lost her vision. I can tell the excitement and the pride in your voice for that. Imagine how proud I am. I, 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 I feel it, my friend. Uh, that, is, that is absolutely amazing uh for for that to happen and to hear those words regina for you to say that i'm back that must have just been an amazing feeling for yourself it is to take that power back um because you know i believe that sighted people well we're 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 taught to be afraid of losing our vision to lose one of our senses especially mm -hmm. our our vision to our our sense to see because the perception is, oh my goodness, you're you're doomed, you're over, you're powerless. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But you know, I took that thing that tried to destroy me, and I looked it in the face and I said, Nope, that's okay. We're gonna come back, we're gonna have fun together, mm -hmm. and we're gonna be friends, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna make this work. Mm -hmm. And so I did. I stared it in the face. Instead of it being an enemy, it is now my ally. And so that's what happened. I just said, no, I'm not going to let it, it rule me. I'm going to be the force to be reckoned with. So you're not scared of your knives then? <laughs> no, my girlfriends, no. <laughs> I, I, no, those are my girls. <laughs> I love that. That is that is. Awesome, and I and I applaud you both for for that. I think it is a, a, a you know way to take something that has gone negative in your world and turn it around into a huge positive outlook on life, and and grabbing it by the knife handles and going, we're going to do this, right? Yes. Yes, no. absolutely. She's like a samurai in the kitchen. 
<laughs> you know what? I have a I have a sighted wife who cuts herself every time she's in the kitchen, and I have oh, never she needs to come to my class. And I have never cut myself once. So uh, <laughs> we just have band aids beside her just for safety, and and that that's it. Um, I now you have a, you, so you now let me talk about this. You have a class. Yes, you're teaching. I do. I am. So tell me about tell me about the class. Um, what happened with that is that right at the pa- pandemic, um, I was. I was previously um, um, decided to um, hand over my skills, my talents, my gifts mm-hmm. to um, a mobility center um, called Blind Connect Angela's House. And so to, to um, assist in skills training. And so we, I had done that um, right around summer of 2019. And then the pandemic struck and went full force in March, 2020. Uh-huh. Of course, we closed everything down and all the programming stopped uh, shortly uh-huh. as the world started picking back up and uh-huh. things started happening on Zoom. Programs started to uh, appear on Zoom, like um, focus groups and um, support, creative writing. All these things started happening, picking back up for connectivity Mm-hmm. Um, for our community, mm-hmm. except for cooking. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to figure out how am I going to do this? Like, I want, I want them to have that programming back. Um, there's a need. People are still eating. They're still cooking. Um, of course we were ordering out. It was just a crazy craziness when this all happened. Right. And so, um, I just did a lot of research and one day, um, um, my good friend and mentor and colleague uh, Raquel O'Neill called and said, "Hey, we have a member that is starting to cook more, and he's cutting himself. Um, how can we? How can we help him? Because we can't see him or get to him." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Let's put him on Facetime." So I put him on Facetime, and with the little vision that I had, I had him to. Um, show me his cutting board, show me his knives, show me what he's doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was able to spot the difference. And after the call, I realized, Eureka, this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go live on camera. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the the camera face me, open it up to Zoom, and I'm going to show them, those that are low vision, yeah. and then I'm going to audio describe what I am doing to those with no vision, no no sight. And so that's what I did. I opened it up. I said, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I want to do. And I tell you, I went in full force <laughs> mm-hmm. and I did more of theory cooking mm-hmm. at first. Mm-hmm. And then I went into doing more intuitive cooking as I started turning on the burners in back of me yeah. and telling them, this is what you should hear. Right. This is how it should feel. Yeah. Um, no more. This is what it should look like. No more cooking until it looks pink and <laughs> cooking until it's brown. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's is, how we were all taught. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I removed that element and then put in intuitive cooking by the sounds of cooking, right? The taste, yeah, and the the feel yeah. of cooking, um, and so it has just grown, 
And now we're into a new season. And I tell you, uh, there's people from Canada uh-huh. as well as all over the uh, the United States that join the classes. And it's just amazing. They're learning to cook. Some people were told me, Regina, in the very beginning, there's no way I can get back in the kitchen. Yeah. And just slowly, um, just by being on Zoom mm-hmm. in virtual space, mm-hmm. they have grown and become mm-hmm. comfortable and to actually make the kitchen their friend again. Love it. That is absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I've been blind my entire life. When I was younger, you know, they we all went through the O&M courses and learned how to do certain things and cook. My mother taught me how to cook in our house. I still cook in our house today, although my wife is the better cook than I am, and I will give her full props for that. But I'm, you I'm better uh, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. But I'm the barbecue guy. Like I hear, I mean, you guys lived in in Vancouver, um, so I lived on the on Vancouver Island. You know how much the West Coast is there, and salmon and barbecuing. Oh, it's a oh, whole, it's a whole lifestyle, right? So I mean, you know, I've learned how to adapt and how to. It's amazing how what you're saying about talking or about you know listening for the sound of the meat, or, or what's cooking is the fact that I can see it still, but I. I always know when my steaks are done because I'll put the spatula on top of the steak and I can feel if it's done or not. Right. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. a, a sense of that. And I have no formal training about it, but that's how I adapted to it. And then I'll send it to the kitchen and have somebody else, you know, make sure it looks okay. But, mm-hmm. but things like that, I, I think that's absolutely amazing what you're doing. How, how great is that? It is. Um, it's, I, I like to say that I went to culinary school then I traveled around the world cooking. I went to Scotland, to mm-hmm. London, Barcelona, mm-hmm. Rome, yep. Cairns, all the way back around to the United States, to Japan, cooking. But then I get over to this side of life, and now I'm able to take everything that I've learned mm-hmm. in the sighted world mm-hmm. and now bring it and gift it to my community where you just don't find this kind of of gifting waiting to happen for the blind community. So it is so rewarding. It's um, fulfilling and um, to be able to make an obstacle or a barrier Mm -hmm. to actually strip that down, remove it, and then allow them to enter mm-hmm. with no barrier to remove that fear mm-hmm. and then now make it a fun and accessible um, space to um, cook healthy foods, to mm-hmm. enjoy foods, to be in the, I mean, come on, the kitchen is the breath and the life of a home. Mm-hmm. And that's where we gather and have fun mm-hmm. and become creative. Mm-hmm. So to give that back to them, Mm-hmm. is so amazingly rewarding by by being her her sous chef in the <laughs> kitchen uh you know i was her sous chef way back when she first graduated from culinary school and being her sous chef now in this uh, phase of her life and her career it is amazing i can honestly say that because she is teaching people to cook intuitively mm-hmm. and 
and you know by using the senses rather than sight mm-hmm. you know i'm going to say probably two thirds of the people who attend her classes have no vision at all mm-hmm. and so she is describing things to them they can they can see intuitively mm-hmm. how she's doing things even though they have no vision at all and i can honestly say that i i could literally go into the kitchen now and I could cook with my eyes closed right? because of how she's taught how to, to be intuitive about it. It's been an eye opener for me yeah. to learn. I told her, I said the other day she was describing um, how to cook something. And for the first time in my life with her, I learned how to cook salmon, not by looking at the salmon. Right. But by by hearing it, mm-hmm. how it's cooking, by touching it, like you said, you put your spatula on the meat to know when it's cooked. Yeah. Well, I always relied on looking at it to, to know when it was cooked. But she taught me how to do it intuitively. How do people find out about your class? If you you can email Chef Regina at friendinthekitchen at gmail.com. Okay. And she will give you all the information about her class, mm-hmm. her website, which is it's still in production, uh, but it will be up and running very quickly is yourfriendinthekitchen.com. I will put that into the show notes so that uh, people can link to it. And, Thank you. And uh, hopefully they will be able to uh, join your class. You guys have been absolutely amazing. What advice would, would either one of you give a couple that is going through what you guys have gone through in the last 10 years? I would say as a spouse, um, as, for, as a spouse to someone who is has lost their vision, has not had their, well, I'll say who has lost their vision or is slowly losing their vision. Mm-hmm. My advice would be to draw closer together. Don't let it be something that takes you away from each other. Draw closer together and from each other, how to walk through this together. Because if you do on the other side, you'll come out on the other side, a stronger married couple. This is my belief. Mm -hmm. You'll come out a stronger married couple. You'll come out having more fun together, being able to spend more time together because you'll learn how to walk with each other in a, in a new way of life. It's not a, it's not a bad way of life. It's just a, a new way of life. It's a different way of life. I, that would be my advice. Draw closer together. You'll have fun together. It could be fun again. Regina. Yes. Um, well, for someone that's experiencing what I went through, I would encourage them to take a deep breath and it's okay to, to put yourself on pause Mm -hmm. and to adjust to this new world because for a long time, you're going to feel like you're living in two worlds, the sighted world and then the blind world and both you have to adjust to. So I would say just, Take it easy. Gather the resources that's available. We have so much available to us right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Medically, um, technology-wise, oh my goodness, um, 
so much uh, available to us. Support groups, Mm -hmm. our friends, our family. Also be open Mm -hmm. um, about what's happening with you Mm -hmm. and share, tell people um, when they ask, you know, uh, I get asked all the time, wait, you can see, wait, how much can you see? (laughs) (laughs) And I always say, well, you really want to know how I can see? Mm -hmm. Give me your car keys. (laughs) 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 I'll show you just how much I can see. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. You know, Tim, one last thing. One of the, as Regina was talking, one of the things that, you know, you, they always say, you never know how someone's living until you walk a mile in their shoes. As a husband, one of the best, and I I encourage other husbands or other spouses to do this thing, if it's at all possible. I don't know if it was just, you know, a, a big blessing for me, but one of the things that was a major eye opener for me to be able to walk with Regina through this uh, exciting new life that she has mm-hmm. uh, without vision was when I went with her, She one day she took me to uh, the Blind Connect Angela's house for a, a training of spouses, yeah. how to live with a person that has n- low vision or no vision. And the first thing they did was they gave me this pair of glasses that were were uh, manipulated to be as close to her diagnosis uh, of her vision loss that they could get. Really? He said, now this is as close as we can get, but her vision is a little less than this. So we want you to put these on and we're going to take you through a training. And I put those glasses on and I saw what she could not see. Mm-hmm. It opened my eyes. No doubt. And I think that that was a milestone in my life Mm -hmm. and understanding my wife. And they taught me how to walk with a cane. They taught me (laughs) how to get on the computer with those. Listen, I was walking down these hallways with a cane, bumping into everything. I I walked in her shoes for a day. That's awesome. You guys are great. Stan and Regina, thank you very much for spending some time with us on Blind Like Me. I wish you nothing but continued success and continued happiness. And uh, please keep up what you're doing. Thank you for having us, Tim. Thank you very much. We enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.